Hey guys, before we get started, uh, I didn't have this ready, but I'm not going to re-record this because I don't do any take-twos. Zero effort goes into this podcast. I will never switch that as long as I live. Uh, I have a five-star review somewhere. Someone left it. I got to search my own podcast on the thing to find this review. There it is. Kinda. Five stars from James and a bunch of numbers. Uh, keep it up, man. Thank you. He writes, just stumbled upon your most recent special after watching Sam Marill's, and boy am I glad I did. Seriously, though, I've listened to all of them, and your comedy is absolutely elite. All right, I'll take that pep talk any day. Uh, don't listen to any negative comments. You're doing amazing, and keep on grinding. I like the negative comments. I like it, because, uh, I mean, don't send any, you know? It's just that, uh, you know, there's more positive than negative, so they're well outweighed. It's just, I don't know, it's like looking up Yelp reviews at a restaurant. You scroll past the good ones, but you read the bad ones, because you're like, what made this person write one star? Um, I just got a review on, or not a review, there was a comment on a, on a YouTube video that accused me of having plants in the audience. Cause and he writes, I've watched multiple multiple videos where someone goes aww during one of your jokes. That has to be a plant. And you know what the most offensive part of that was? That he thinks I have enough money to hire plants. That's the most offensive part. Not the fact that I would try to create a false situation for my comedy. How dare somebody assume that I make enough money to hire fake audience members? Cause if I did my video quality would look a lot better. It's like, don't you have the mindset to where, weren't you watching my special on YouTube from a single camera in the corner of the room that almost looked like it was security footage? You think I did that? You think I, 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 I trimmed my budget on the footage but then sprung on fake audience members to go awe? I'll be honest with you, I'd, anytime I read these dumb comments, I totally get why this world is in the state that it's in. There are a lot of people with their heads so far up their own asses that they could tell you what they had for lunch a week ago. I didn't realize I was going to start with such piss and vinegar, but we started with with such. Uh, other than that, go donate to the Toys for Tots uh, fundraiser that I have set up. Uh, you can go watch um, uh, by, by Dancing with Drunks or Modern Mail. Uh, and go give to the thing. We're trying to raise $5,000 so a bunch of poor kids have something to open on Christmas. I used to be one of those poor kids. I never got anything from Toys for Tots. My mom was always able to steal something from the neighbors. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't have families with such, uh, you know, creative mothers. So let's make sure everyone's got something to open. Give what you can. If you can't, that's okay too. But, you know, if you can, throw a few bucks at it. Is that enough yammering? Oh, if you want your five-star review read, uh, leave it on the music app, on iTunes, or the podcast app, excuse me. Give it, give it on there. I'm aging out of technology so poorly, and I'm rambling, but I'm still talking now. Subscribe on YouTube. Become a member. There's three tiers. You know it. Hit the music. This week in Hey everybody, welcome to the show, welcome to This Week in Zoltan, coming at you on a beautiful Thursday afternoon, it is episode 313, and yes, I'm jacked up on some iced coffee, 
Uh, before I get started, I want to give a special shout out to the Cat Person level members of the podcast. These people uh, join my channel through YouTube and give me money every month. And this is one of the perks of that. I read your name. Thank you for your uh, undying love for my comedy. <laughs> That's a little heavy. Thank you for the support. Uh, Annette, Laura Bosch, uh, Linda Roberts, Laura Nystrom, Stephanie M., Julia Avina, Isa Don, Renee Spaulding, R.C. Woodshop, Craig Rappaport, Judy Dean, Marilyn R.X., Diane Norton, Laura Rolfson, Mary Garrison Quay, Sarah Zanto, Ellen Nugent, Laura Hornstreth. Thank you, thank you, and thank you once again. Um, if you'd like to support what I do, uh, since comedy is dead, uh, go to YouTube, subscribe to my page, and then take one step further, hit the join button, and send me money every month, why don't you? I'm not a salesman. That's my best sales pitch. I think in sales, they tell you not to gi say, give me money. I, th I mean, I would assume. I've never worked in sales. But I think that's probably one of the good rules. Hey, don't say give me your money. But I'm trying to diff I'm trying to direct approach. Just give me your money. I'm doing fine either way. So don't worry if you don't have it. I'm not going homeless or anything. What? Why do I start these off so rocky? I don't know why I can't just start. Like I'd be the worst like radio show host. Like that morning radio where you're supposed to go on with a, a group and be like waka waka, and then there's like a fart noise, and then like someone hits a horse sound. I'd be the worst at that, because I would just start with a bunch of rambling and then eventually put on Metallica's Enter Sandman at 7 a.m. So you can have something to listen to on your commute to work. I, uh, I don't know. I got nothing, man. I don't know what's happening. The monolith showed up in San Diego. And I gotta be honest with you, uh, whoever's doing it, you picked a dumb year to start. This is, doing the monolith in 2020 is like, did you start a small business in 2020? But wait, do you have horrible instincts? You're just natural instincts suck. And it's not your fault. It's just, it's, you know, luck. Don't ever play the lotto. Don't go to Vegas. You'll end up naked living under the streets. Under the streets. That's a documentary on YouTube you can watch. There's people living in the storm drains. That's how unlucky and unfortunate uh, you are but that's what the monolith is like do they keep showing this thing up is that how you say it? they keep this thing keeps appearing in different cities around the world and it's in 2020 it's not even the top hundredth thing that's happened this year this year has been a nuclear nightmare and you're just gonna show up this piece of art like, oh, now it's in Wisconsin. Now it's in San Diego. It's in Paris. Bad year. It's not even the top 100 things. You could take that monolith and jam it up Santa Claus's jiggly jolly ass and it would maybe crack top 75. Do you realize what's happened this year? We have an election. We got a pandemic. We got an impending civil war. Mike Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. Uh, what else happened this year? I know, you're yelling them out as you're listening to this. How about this? How about that? So many things have happened, we've forgotten about crazy things that have happened. Riots, protests, people not wearing a mask, and somehow that makes them a patriot, which we'll get to that later. I don't get that at all. Uh, I don't know. You can take that monolith and maybe push it off till 2022. How about we get everyone with a new scar on their arm 
like a tuberculosis vaccine from everyone that's not from the United States. And uh, then you bring out your stupid monolith. Unless it's the aliens. Unless it really is something that the aliens have dropped off to use as like a beacon so they know where to land. Then in that case, that's just hilarious. If it is the aliens and you happen to be listening to my podcast, will you hurry up and put us out of our misery? We're not going to turn this around. It's obvious. We've had the last few years to realize that humanity has made it clear. And the message is uh, we hate each other. And we're just waiting for something up above to come down and go, Listen, we've heard your cries. We've watched what you've been doing. And you don't have to do this anymore. And then just... Is that a little too dramatic? I think that might have been too much. <laughs> you know, as much as the world seems like it's falling apart every time I go on my phone or turn on the TV or listen to a podcast, uh, it's not happening in real life. I think people forget that. I think we have to, to try to put a positive spin on everything I've just said. Um, we live in two realities. We live in the TV, phone internet social media reality where the world is on fire we all hate each other you're either on this side or that side and we're planning to fight each other or you live in reality like in real life and where you walk around and uh you know you just look at people going i bet you that guy voted for you know who and that's what we do we don't actually fight because people are lazy especially americans we love to talk but we're not going to fight so this civil war is going to be fought by like a thousand people. And then once they shoot themselves in the chest in some field in Texas, it'll be over. And it'll get talked about on the different news pundits, pundit channels. I don't know what I'm rambling about. Anyway, we're going to be fine, okay? There's the reality on the TV, and then there's the reality in real life. Boy, am I jacked up on iced coffee. What is that about? The you're a patriot if you don't wear a mask. I saw that recently. There's a guy I went to high school with, who uh, I went to like a broy, rednecky high school. I didn't even realize it, but I went to San Marcos High, which when that school opened in the 50s or 60s, I was told people used to ride their horses to school, and you know I went there in the 2000s. Early I went from 2001 to 2005. And no horses, no nothing. But I didn't realize how redneck it was until I left. And, you know, started coming down to the city. And I was like, ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we were pretty, everyone had lifted trucks. And everyone was wearing their, like, you know those cool stars that people who didn't go to college get? Like those tattooed stars. You know, they have all those points and they have, like, different shades in each. Uh, sparkle of the star they all had those and everyone was wearing stars and straps and had nuts hanging off their truck I guess I didn't really put two and two together because I was in it but that's where I went to high school and you know I'm still friends with these people social media or whatever and I was on Instagram and this dude I went to high school with who's a nice guy I mean I haven't seen him since 2005 but I think I thought he was really nice got along with everybody he was funny played on the football team with me He's a good guy. Good guy. But he put up a video where he just goes, 
Hey to my fellow patriots, I just walked through a Target without a mask, I stayed away from everybody, and no one came up and said anything to me. And keep, and then I stopped the video, because I was like, I don't know, I guess it upset me. And I was just trying to put two and two together, like how is, how have the patriots adopted that? Is that how it... Is it really a battle of your civil rights to wear a mask? Is that where it is? That where it is? I mean, is that really the argument? Or is it just we've become petty children? And we're just in a... We're in the Brady Bunch. And some people are Marsha. Some people are whoever the younger ones are. And then the poor people are Alice. Where we don't listen to what the hell they say. We just want them to take the trash out and do the dishes and make us dinner. I... I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how not wearing a mask makes you a patriot. I don't get why we have to divide everything. Everything's this and everything's that. You do this, that means this. So I guess because I wear a mask, I'm not a patriot. Are you able to do both? Are you able to be a patriot and wear a mask at the Walmart? Or is that kind of like being a politician that's against, you know, LGBTQ initiatives but then you know they find out that you've had a boyfriend for the last decade that you've been meeting in a bush at a park while your family's been asleep is that kind of like what it is like if you're a patriot and wear a mask you're living a double life <laughs> espionage i don't know i just know i'm not a hero and i'm not fighting in your war i refuse uh, there's no way i would have fought in the revolutionary war i wouldn't have fought in the civil war i wouldn't have fought any of the wars. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. You guys can fight each other, you dummies. You dummies. And what's going to happen? They're going to name a school after you. <laughs> and those kids won't know who the hell you were. Even though they'll have to sing a song about you and learn about you on Heritage Day or whatever day. What a waste of time. We're all going to die, you dummies. It's going to be over one day. There's going to be a... T if we're lucky... That's me knocking on wood. If we're lucky, one day we will be very old. And we're, we'll be laying in our beds, surrounded by loved ones, saying goodbye. And we're going to reflect on our lives. And if we think of all the dumb things that we yelled at each other and divisions we made and lines in the sand we drew, what a waste of time that would be. To go, hey, fellow patriots, walk through a Target without a mask on. You're going to be an old man. You're going to be proud of that moment. That's the moment you're going to hang your hat on. That's the moment your grandkids are going to be like, yeah, my, my grandfather. My grandfather walked through a Target without a mask on because he's a patriot. He's a hero. My great-grandfather fought in Korea. Or great-great-great-grandfather fought in Korea. But my grandfather walked through a Target in 2020 without a mask. Hello, Patriots. Hey, my fellow Patriots, I just walked through a 7-Eleven without a mask on, slapped a lady on the ass cheek, called her toots, and then wished the uh, guy behind the, behind the counter Merry Christmas. And I emphasized Christmas, even though I racially profiled him and I assumed he probably didn't celebrate Christmas because this is America and we're a Christian nation that puts up with nothing. Uh, this is just fun to do. I think your war is stupid. I think your war uh, to protect your civil rights is stupid because I don't think they're being infringed upon. 
I don't think you realize the people you listen to are outrageous, blithering idiots that just want your money, and they realize that they found a way to be profitable by saying the most outrageous, outlandish things without any source of evidence. And uh, quite honestly, I didn't think I'd be this passionate about it. But here we are, 12 minutes into the podcast, and I am just as passionate about it. I don't know. Don't listen to me, though. I'm no hero. I watched an old man fall this weekend, and I didn't help him get up because my two other friends already did. I, uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'll explain. Uh, I have a pot, a, a, a vlog, I don't know what they're called. I have a vlog coming out because uh, my best friend Dane, who lives next door, uh, rebuilt a van with his dad, a 1975 Dodge Tradesman. It's already up on YouTube, probably by the time you see this. If not, it will be. But we took it out. Uh, Dane's been my best friend since we were 12. We met up with Jason, who I met in the fourth grade. We've been friends since high school. I mean, these are my lifelong friends. And we stopped and had lunch at Red Lobster or something. Some restaurant over there with some outdoor dining. And we watched an old man, like this old man came up. And he stumbled, because that happens sometimes. And then he, he, he fell like old people fall, very slowly. I used to work at the retirement home. That was my first job. I worked there for four years, so I saw a lot of old people fall. The way old people fall is in pieces. Like, the way you and I fall is in one big splat. That's how we fall. Like, I, I fell off a skateboard back in May, and it was a one-bam. Like, I bounced after I fell, but it was one big splat. Hurt like hell. Old people fall in pieces. Like, it goes ankle, knee, hip, back. Like, it, it, it's very, and it takes, like, an eternity. Like, what, you replay the fall in your mind, and you're like, how, how did that go? Even when you're watching an old person fall live and in person, it, in your head, you're like, is he still falling? It's been 45 minutes. He's still falling. It's a very slow, it's very hard to describe. You've either seen it in person or on video or uh, if you haven't, it's very hard to like just paint the image. But they fall in pieces. And this old man came up, and he tripped over this fence. Like the restaurant put up this fence to separate the walkway from the outdoor eating area. And it was a very rickety fence. It was just a fence put up there, supported by nothing. He tripped over it, and then he started to tip over. So he grabbed the fence for support. And then 45 minutes later, he and the fence fell over. And... Immediately, my two friends sprung into action to help pick him up and the fence. And two other bystanders that were in front of us came to pick him up. So, I don't know, they each took a limb and threw him up in the air like you do a high school cheerleader. And they pick him up and they pick up the fence. And what did I do the entire time? Nothing. I watched him fall. I watched my friends and other people pick him up. And then I went back to my phone and my two friends come up and they're like, you didn't react at all. I have no reaction skills. Like, you know how sometimes people go like, you know, you watch like some heroic story on the news. Like that old man that saved his dog out of the alligator's mouth. And you go, oh man, I would do that. I would do that. I would jump on the train tracks as the train's coming. And if a kid fell, I'd throw the kid back on the top of the platform and then try to dive out to save my own life after I saved his. And you're like, I, I watch those, and I'm like, man, I'd like to hope I would do that. But there's been so many instances in my life where something happens quickly, and my reaction is nothing. 
Like, not, I don't react. I'm slow. I'm an observer, and I watch, and I don't do... I, I live life like I'm watching TV, honestly. I mean, wherever I am in life, some scenario could happen. You might as well put a couch under me and a bowl of popcorn because I am watching life happen. I'm an observer. I don't spring into action. Recently, I was at a... Uh, my friends and I... Well, recently, it was like three months ago, but we went to a restaurant... And the waiter came by with all these glasses of ice water and tripped or something, dumped the whole tray on me. Four tall glasses of ice water all over me, doused, soaked. No reaction. I didn't jump up. I didn't go, <gasps> nothing. I just sat there. He dumped him on me while I was in mid-conversation. And I just looked at him and went, are you okay? And he's like, he's apologizing, obviously. My friends are like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's fine. And no reaction. I don't spring. There's nothing. There's no, this is why I was bad at sports. Like, I don't have a quick reflex. I have a very slow twitch reaction to everything. I remember, I've told this story on the podcast before, but this was years ago. Uh, I probably told it a couple times. But one time I was at a party at, a, uh, at a, an apartment complex that had a pool in the middle. It was like Melrose Place type of place. And I didn't know anyone at this party. I knew like one person at this party. So I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at mingling around people I don't know. So instead of being inside the house mingling, I just sat out by the pool and just, you know, scrolled Twitter or whatever. And then this mom and this baby that are from the party come by. And, you know, I'm not going to trash on this mom. But you know how we judge people without knowing them? In my head, I'm like, man, that's a party in there with people drinking, doing drugs, and smoking cigarettes, and you brought your baby. And this baby could, like, I think this baby was like two years old, maybe, if I had to guess. And so, automatically, I'm judging the mom. But I'm like, all right, well, you took him out of the house, and now we're by the pool. And next thing I notice, the baby's naked. And, uh, because I guess it's going to go in the pool. Which is fine for a baby to be naked. I'm not putting a hard line in the sand that babies must wear clothes in public. Like, you know, do, do you, man. Live free. But the baby's naked. The mom's with her. So I'm, like, trying not to look over there. I didn't want her to think I was some creep. So I just went back to my phone. I'm like, baby's being naked. And the baby gets in the pool, like, on the steps. And she's having a good time holding on to the railing. I kind of see it from the side eye. And then... I guess the baby must have kicked off and went to go swim because all I heard the mother say was, you can't swim. She yelled that. You can't swim, which is not very motivating for this child because obviously it didn't know that. And what if it could, you know? What if right when you were trying something brand new, someone's like, you can't do that, and then you realize you can't, and then you start panicking. It's How about you're going, you're swimming, and then get her out. But all I hear is, you can't swim, and then I look over, and I see what's happening, and I freeze. Like, this is a moment where I could dive into action. I'm in swim shorts. I'm wearing flip-flops. All I had to do was kick off my flops, dive in like David Hasselhoff, and immediately make friends with everyone at the party. Like, I didn't know anyone at that party, but if I would have dove in and saved a baby, they would have been having shots in my honor. They would have made a giant sandwich, named it after me. It would have been a big deal. I would have immediately known everyone at the party, but I froze... And I watched it, and then there was like a one Mississippi, and then the mother dove in fully clothed and saved the baby. And then she just walked by me and kind of gave me a dirty look like, you are no hero. And I kind of gave her a look like, I, I know, but this is me. 
I'm not a hero. And I, I tell you these stories with shame. Like, I wish I was. I wish I was. Those people that sprang, apparently my friends are. They sprung into action, helped the old man, and I just watched like I was watching TV. Like, it was a YouTube video that scrolled up. And be like, hey, look at this old man fall, not get hurt, but take out a whole fence. I'm like, all right, I'll watch that. Zero reaction skills. I don't have it in me. I'm not a hero. That's probably why I'm not going to fight in the upcoming Civil War. Because I'm just going to stand there with a gun like a goof watching the war. And they're going to be like, fire your weapon. And I'm like, now? Or did we start? They're like, yeah, we've been fighting for three weeks. Will you shoot somebody, please? Oh. <laughs> I'm not good at it. God help me if I'm ever like in some kind of mass shooting situation. Because everyone's going to be diving under tables, running for cover. And I'm just going to be like, whoa, this is happening. And then there's going to be eight shots in my chest. I actually did see a shooting once, and I didn't react well to that either. I went to a baseball game when I was like 19, 20, I don't know, young. Uh, me and my three friends went, and then as we were leaving, Julian, my buddy Julian was driving, and we got lost a little bit. We kind of ended up in a rough neighborhood just south of the stadium. Um, and we saw a drive-by shooting. We saw a car pull up across the street, stop. A hand came out with a gun and shot at somebody on the side of the street. And then my three friends ducked out of the way. Julian hit the gas and peeled us out of there. And my reaction was this. I was straight up going, whoa, that's a shooting. Instead of like, I have no... Like, that's not a good instinct to be alive. Just making yourself as big of a target as possible going, I can see everything you're doing with that gun. I don't know how I've traveled this much and not been injured more. And I think that goes to show you that the world we live in is safe. And all the conflicts that we talk about, like I was saying earlier in this episode, it's mostly on our phones and on TV. In person, the world is pretty safe. Because I traveled a lot, and I have zero reaction skills. I don't have the quick twitch reaction that heroes need. And I'm alive with all my limbs. Knock on wood, that continues to happen. Um, uh, <laughs> this is a weird transition, but are people only having babies uh, for Instagram? It definitely seems that way. I didn't notice this. Emma noticed this. And she just showed me, and she's like, is this what basic white girls do? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it was just... Like a, a very nicely curated Instagram page with uh, the girls in their like early 30s, late 20s with babies and everything looks like a hipster coffee shop. You know, like that's what their house looks like and everything's white with like refinished wood and blah, blah, blah. And then just this baby with balloons around it every day. Like I'm four days old. I'm five days old. I'm 17 days old. And... She brought up an interesting point. She's like, I think people are only having babies so they can post about it on Instagram. And I was about to make fun of it until I realized that's probably going to save humanity. Because earlier this year, I read an article that said people are having less babies. Like the birth rate is way down and it's probably going to keep going down. And I feel like the only people that are going to have babies are for Instagram. I think people... I think Instagram might end up saving humanity. Social media might end up saving humanity and making people have kids so they have something else to post about. 
Because I'll be honest, I'm running out of posts about my breakfast and my latte with the cool heart in it from the local coffee shop. And what else do I have? Post boxing stuff, like workouts. People are going to run out of breakfast to post, workouts to post. I mean, how many trips to, to Cancun can you make before those pictures start looking old? Eventually, you got to make a duplicate of yourself and start taking pictures of that. I think Instagram might save humanity. Who would have thought that the way to save humanity was vanity? Because people have become so vain that they think about themselves and they think about their goals and career choices and their personal lives to the point where they're like, well, I don't want a kid to slow me down. But then vanity got to such a level that people are like, well, I'm running out of situations to put myself in for this selfie. I need to make a carbon copy of myself with someone else and then we can take pictures of this thing doing the same things I just did but with like a funny hat on. Instagram's a good thing. It's going to help society keep moving on. Which as much as we're fighting these days and disagreeing on social media, maybe it's a bad thing. Maybe birth rates should be down. Maybe nobody should have, be having kids, but you know. <sighs> People are crappy though. I, I'm, just, I'm just looking at my notes. That's what I'm looking at over here. And uh, I, I'm going to backtrack on the thing that I just said. Because earlier I said that we, we, people are safe in person. And we are. But you know what people aren't in public? Consider it. I went to the UPS store because I have a P.O. box over there. And because of COVID, they only let two people or th I th three customers can go into the store at a time. Because they have two registers and then a third person can stand near the door and then everyone has to line up outside so i show up i'm the first person outside the second person that's next in line is some old guy with a giant like patagonia backpack i don't know what he's shipping i don't i my assumption was he was shipping his son a tent and camping gear so they could go on a Zoom meeting slash camping trip from their living rooms, uh, which they probably do every Christmas. That's the only thing I could piece together. I'm like, why are you shipping this brand new Patagonia tent slash backpack slash rucksack slash bug out package? Um, and then in front of her, or in front of that guy, was a lady who was shipping out Christmas gifts that she was also wrapping. Like, this person couldn't have showed up to UPS less prepared. Because there was some... Everyone was shipping off Christmas packages. Except for me. I was trying to check my P.O. box. I was I was actually picking up Christmas packages for myself. That's what I was doing. So, I just realized that of everyone in line, I was the most selfish. <laughs> but I'm going to continue making fun of these people. These people were shipping out packages to loved ones. And I was picking up this sweatshirt for myself. And, uh, but I'm still going to pick on them. Um, but this, the lady in the front, she had shown up with a bag of gifts and I was watching her and she was actually wrapping it, putting the bow on it, signing the card with a little I love you message, and then, then putting it into an individual box. And then the UPS person would tape it up and then she would tell him the address and where it's going. And she had like eight presents going to eight separate addresses and i'm like this 
And then the other guy's going to be shipping a giant Patagonia tent to who knows where. And then I'm picking up a sweater for myself. And there's just a line going down the street. And I'm like, could you have showed up? I think the only way that lady in the front could have showed up less prepared if she was waiting in the front for the UPS driver to deliver her Amazon gifts so she could unbox them, gift wrap them, sign the card, say I love you, then put it in a new box and then hand it to the UPS person to package and then give them the address. That's the only way you could show up less prepared. Maybe even less prepared. Wake up in a sleeping bag in line in front of the cashier and then make coffee out of like a Keurig or a French press and then wait for the UPS driver to show up with your Christmas gifts and then you have to gift wrap, say I love you, put in a new box, package, ship, send away. I couldn't believe it. We went and got coffee yesterday. And the, the, the coffee shop over here, they only let one person in. You go in, you make your order, they make your stuff, you leave, next person goes in. It's very slow. We're the next, per we're the next party in line. There's one lady in front of us. She has a baby carriage that I couldn't tell if it was a baby or a dog in there because she had a very obnoxious Louis Vuitton bag. There's something about that. Like, real mothers don't have Louis Vuitton bags. Dog mothers have Louis Vuitton bags. So I was, like, trying to peek my head into the baby carriage. Like, is that a baby? Because I'm going to guess it's a dog. Um, and this coffee shop, it's, in, it's here in Little Italy, so they also have a gelato place. They, they sell gelato. And she, I heard her, and she, she had no idea what she wanted. So she's standing there for, like, a minute, just going, I don't know. Oh, you guys have gelato. What flavors of gelato do you have? Even though they're all clearly labeled. I could read them from outside. That's, I mean, eagle eye, maybe. But I could see them from outside. And she's over there, what, what flavors of gelato do you have? And then the lady that was working there, she's like, well, we have these four that are clearly labeled, bold print. And she's like, can I taste the gelato? And she's like, and the lady that worked there is like, well, you can't taste the gelato in here uh, because of COVID practices. And she's like, well, can I taste the gelato outside? And I'm like, why? She's joking, right? Like, you wouldn't do this. There's a, now she's taking so long, there's a line wrapped around going down the street. There's two people behind us. There's two more behind them. And then there's eight firefighters. Waiting to order coffee, they park their giant fire truck on the street, which is a weird way to get coffee, by the way. But they took their giant fire truck and eight firefighters to get coffee, and the line's going down the street, and she's over there going, can I taste the gelato? So, I kid you not, the lady gets a little taste of gelato, hands it to her, the lady leaves the baby carriage with a baby or a dog, I don't know what it is, in the store, comes outside, passing me and Emma, Pulls her mask down, tastes the gelato, swirls it around her mouth like she's some like gelato sommelier or something. Puts her mask back on, comes back inside, and then go and then goes up to her and goes, "I'm sorry, I had to check for the consistency." Yeah, I'll do one of these, and then the other gel. I'll do that other flavor of gelato too. Could also do two lattes, one with an extra pump. Of how do you do? And then a dash of you know what. Uh, and then can I actually do the third flavor gelato? And then uh, uh, can also a tea. Do you have chamomile? Something non-caffeinated. Little dash of lemon. Oh, that'd be wonderful. What temperature do you temperature water? You know what? Can I actually do the fourth flavor? She bought all the gelatos. She bought. What, what was the point of tasting them for the consistency? While well, there's a line going down the damn street, 
and you got a baby or a dog waiting in a baby carriage and your Louis Vuitton bag. I wanted to put that bag over your head and zip it up. That's what I wanted to do. There's no consideration. No consideration. My skin would crawl if I held up a line that long for that amount of time so I could go outside, taste the gelato, come back in, go, it's a consistency thing. Yeah, it's a consistency thing. It's a consistency thing about you being a consistent, selfish hellhole of a person. That's what it is. There's your consistency. Put that in your Yelp review. I didn't realize I was going to get that heated about it. I think mainly I was mad because I just wanted a coffee, but after watching her try the gelato, I'm like, damn it, I think I want a gelato. She might have owned the place, come to think of it. I wonder if everyone in line ended up getting a gelato after that. She might have been a hell of a salesman. But I don't think she was a mother. I think that's it. I think that's the whole show. Uh, I don't know what else to end it on. I think that was a closing bit or story. Uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. And consider joining it for a monthly rate. There's a buck ninety nine, four ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Other than that, go watch all my stuff on YouTube. Don't forget to give for toys for tots and be nice to each other. All right? You're not a patriot if you don't wear a mask at Target. You're just a guy with a bro goatee not wearing a mask at Target. You're not special. You're not. <laughs> you're not the uh, the soldiers that fought in any war ever. You're as brave as anybody else walking down the street doing nothing. Have a good week. I, th- I think that's the end. I don't know what else to say. I, I don't know how to end it. I think that's that's the end.